got something stuck. Something stuck all over me, actually. Oh. N no. Um, well, yeah, I would love to get it off. Do you know what it is? It's my flesh. <laughs> it's stuck to me. You know what actually has the name? The flesh has the name? I'll read it to you. For I know that in me, that is my flesh, my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. The name of my flesh is no good thing. Yeah? You know, you know that, but that's what it's called. It's no good. Heavenly Father, please help us to understand your word. Fill us with your spirit so that as we hear your word, that it can change us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm just going to read the whole chapter 3 and then uh, talk about 5 to 17. So Colossians chapter 3, if ye... If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Well, sorry, which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For you're dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in which ye also walk sometime when ye lived in them. But now you also put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumc uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in you, in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, and whatsoever you do, do or whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Actually, I'm going to stop there at that point. Uh, probably better to see my eyes than my sunglasses. All right. Colossians 3.5 says, Mortify your members which are upon the earth. That's talking about the flesh. That's that stuff that's stuck to us and just doesn't come off, right? One day, one day in glory, we will have new bodies. 
and we won't have this stuff stuck to us anymore that has these awful desires that desires fornication and uncleanness thank you Lauren inordinate affection evil concupiscence it's a crazy word that one covetousness which is idolatry all those things uh, and, and then the other list there too uh, in verse 8 which is anger wrath malice blasphemy filthy communication um, don't worry it's all, it's all good <laughs> thanks there's a verse about where the the, the wind blows the spirit blows that's <laughs> all good so all those things all those 10 things are uh, just tied to this old self and we want to not have those desires anymore yet we struggle with them regularly right there's a uh, a few scriptures that really tell us that we have a war going on. It's a warfare. And I would suggest that if you don't have a war against sin in your life, really you should probably check to see whether you're in the faith because it would be a daily war. I know for me it's a daily war to, to put off the flesh, to put off the old. Um, there's a, a 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 3, and 4. It says, uh, for weapons are warfare, not carnal, but mighty through God putting down of strongholds um probably not doing full justice on the verse so i'll probably just read it um so i have it hiding in here somewhere or i could turn to it because i know where it is Second Corinthians. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to obedience to Christ. So it's a struggle daily to, to put that off. Actually, Jesus says that we're supposed to take up our cross daily, which is sort of the opposite of dealing with um, the put, uh, keeping on flesh, keeping on that old sinful nature fact is we're kind of stuck with it this side of earth we're stuck because it's part of our our being but it's going to be purged from us one day and that's the amazing part i'm going to find uh colossians 3 again now So verse 7, verse 7 says, in, in the which you also walk some time when you lived in them. So once upon a time, before we gave our lives to Jesus Christ, before we submitted to God, we gave ourselves to these 
inordinate affections and uncleanliness and those thoughts and everything. Now it's a battle to put them down, put them down all the time. And instead of continuously picking them back up again, you know, we, we put it down and then we grab it again, don't we? What do we do to try and stop from picking that back up again? Well, the answer is actually in the scriptures that said, let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So if you want to solve the problem of constantly picking up some of these old habits, these old vices, these sinful behaviors, the thoughts that kind of plague us, the temptations that we grab onto and then chase sometimes with our minds, you know, these uh, 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 in order to affections, these thoughts that we shouldn't have, then let the Word of God dwell in you richly. You know, if you keep putting the Word of God in, if you keep consuming the Word of God, keep reading it, keep memorizing it, you're going to have less time to pick up those awful things, and it'll dwell in you richly, and it'll push out the others. We're told to put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, and forbearing with one another. These are great character traits. These are opposites of those other things, those other sinful things. There are 10 things listed here that are not good, and there's five that are good. And those five have so much more power than the other ten. The other half as many, and they can push out all the rest. If you read Galatians 5, there's 18 awful fruits of the flesh. And there's nine good fruit of the flesh. Again, having twice as much power, even more than that, to push out all the old. And Galatians 5 says, if you want to get rid of all that, you got to walk in the Spirit. You go push away the flesh and walk in the Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. And how do you get the Holy Spirit to fill inside you every day? Spend some time in the Word. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Keep putting in the Word. That's how we put on Christ. And even more than that, as we put on Christ, and we, we had little parts of that in the songs and some, some of the stuff you read, is that we're actually part of the body of Jesus Christ. So as we put Him on, as we put Him inside of us, we're actually being fitly jointed together as part of the body of Christ, as the church, as a whole group together. And we're being perfected in perfectness, the scripture says. We're being perfected, made holy, which means we have less and less and less of those ten things and other sins. Actually, I think it's interesting that there's ten because how many commandments are there? Ten commandments? I love the little parallels in the scriptures. So as we continue to fill ourselves with the Word of God, we'll continue to push away all those nasty, horrible thoughts, the lusts of the flesh, the lusts of the eyes, and the pride of life. We'll push them away. They'll probably seem worse and bigger to us the fewer they are, but the battle, and the battle will still be there and as hard as ever. But there is victory. There is victory in that. I think the battle will be there because, and this is something that kind of 
really, I think the Lord really spoke to me a couple weeks ago on is that if everything was great right now here on earth, why would you want to leave? Right? If you didn't have trials and tribulations and if you didn't have war against sin, why would you want to go anywhere? You'd want to be like Ray Kurzweil and try and live forever. Right? Like, no, I think the Lord gives us those difficulties and he lets us struggle with the flesh so that we desire something else. And what was the beginning of the chapter? If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. So cast down all the imaginations. Cast, take this stuff off, throw it off. You can't do it on your own either, right? Can you, if you could solve your own salvation, if you could solve your own sin problems, you wouldn't need Christ. So you submit to God and you say, Lord, please help me take this off. I can't do it on my own. I need your help. And he will do it. He'll constantly help you fight the battle. But every day, you got to submit yourself to God. Help me, Lord, to fight this battle every moment. I th- it's a daily thing, but I think it's a moment-by-moment thing. I mean, how often, it's okay, how often do you have, uh, you, you know, just daily things and you have a thought? Or maybe uh, somebody said something that hurt you and you had an evil thought towards that person or bitterness or um you know, a lustful thought when somebody walks by, oh, you know, oh, don't entertain that thought. You know, for me, daily, moment by moment, in fact, I need to say, Lord, I give you that thought. I give you that thought captive in obedience to Christ. I give it to you. Because if I hold on to those thoughts, then now there's a wall being put up, right? Of one little brick at a time. Every time I allow the sin to, um, to fester, I'm going to keep building up a wall. That's going to be between me and the Lord. And he says, David said, um, if I hold sin in my heart, you can't hear me. So we don't want to let that live in our hearts. We need to be on that daily accountability with the Lord. So how do we do that? Spend time here. Because it will continue to, to strengthen and empower you to, to shed those things off. And, and the Lord will help you do it. As a, I thought it was Charles Spurgeon. I was wrong. D.L. Moody said it, but actually goes back even further than that. It was John Bunyan. And John Bunyan said, this book will keep you from sin, but sin will kind of keep you from the book. So if you're going to spend time allowing those things in your life, the sinful things to, to grow and entertain thoughts and desires that are wrong, entertain the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, then you're going to not want to be in here because it's going to be convicting. You're not going to have that love for the Bible. But if you spend time in the Word and you ask God just to help you love it, to look in there and realize that you're just reading the words that Jesus said and and all of it is Jesus. It's not just the red letters. When you read that, you'll start putting that sin away and you'll have victory and you'll love to be here and you want to be here more. And the sneaky, sneaky enemy comes in and he tries to distract us and not let us have time for it and have other things that get in the way. Just ask God to help you to prioritize spending time in the Word and putting it in you. That's putting Jesus on. That's being part of the body of Christ. We're made in, in the image of God. Adam was made in the image of God, was he not? And we get remade. You know, there was sin that Adam committed. 
and it wrecked everything. There was curses and destruction. It got so bad, God destroyed the whole earth with water. It got bad. And we're all still wearing that corrupted DNA. <laughs> but we get new ones through through God's word. It's it's spiritual and it's the new man. It's new because Jesus makes us clean and new. All that old stuff's gone. It's going away. We still struggle with that flesh as long as it's attached to us. But now, we're part of Christ. And something else. And I, I kind of mentioned it when we're talking about the sinful thoughts. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. Some of the hardest things to do. You know, we're believers and sometimes we don't always get along. And sometimes we get offended with one another. But I had a, a counselor tell me this before. And he said, I think Christians need to have some thicker skin. <laughs> thicker skin. <laughs> sometimes we feel like you said something or you did something or you neglected me and you've offended me. And that's a brother or sister in Christ. Maybe we ought not to, to think that way. In fact, we're told to have charity above all things, have charity. And in 1 Corinthians 13, what does it say about charity? Charity believeth all things. So in other words, hope the best for your brothers and sisters in Christ. And don't think that they have the worst thoughts against you. Stop thinking that your brothers and sisters in Christ have the worst imagination for you or have it out for you. And think that they probably have the best for you. And then you have the best intention for them and pray for them. There's something, it's in, the, it's in this passage. It's a little bit out of context for where I was going. But I, it's, it, it's the old man that wants to, to grab onto those offenses and hang on to those things. We don't really even have the right to be offended. You know, Jesus paid for all of that. So right now, just stop being offended by brothers and sisters be good witness. I mean, this is what this is about. When you put on the new man, you're representing Jesus Christ. The last thing we're told is whatsoever you, th you do in word or deed and in a, all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. You did, whatever you do, you're doing with the badge on, with the flag in your hand. It says, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. So if you do things that aren't right, and you're holding on to that flag. Who are, you, who are you dragging along with you? The name of Christ. So we don't, obviously we don't take the Lord's name in vain and say OMG and stuff. Believers, we're not doing that because that's our Lord. But what about the things you're doing? Are you taking God's name in vain in your actions? Sometimes they say your actions speak louder than words. And so how is your behavior to the unbelievers around you? What does it reflect? Does it reflect Christ that we're made in the image of? We're renewed in the image of Christ? Does it reflect that? Or does it reflect something else? Are we being poor witnesses? We're the, supposed to be the salt of the earth, the light of the earth, showing forth the light of Jesus Christ. 
So think about that in all your interactions. Always think about if what I'm about to do or say going to represent Jesus Christ or does it represent the opposite, the flesh, the self, my agenda. You know, think about that in lawsuits. Think about that in disputes. How are you driving down the road? Are you cutting people off? Are you speeding and, and with your Jesus fish in the back of your car? Like, what's the representation that you have as a Christian? Are you out there to show the love of Jesus Christ and that it's real to you? Or is it only Sunday morning and then you go out there and you're just doing whatever like the world does? Right? I mean, all this, as beautiful as this park is, is going to burn one day. God's going to make it new. It's going to be so much better. So let's set our affections on things above. And whatever you do... Make sure you're doing it as a representative of Jesus Christ. An ambassador is what the Bible says in another passage. And walk in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you that uh, you help us to put off that old man, the, the flesh, the, the lust of the flesh, and all the, those desires that we used to walk in and we keep picking up. Thank you that you help us to, to cast it off on a daily basis. Help us to take up our cross daily, to, to put on Christ, to fill our lives, our minds, and our hearts with your word every day, and to be on short account with you, and to remember that whatever we do, whatever we say, it's in the name of the Lord Jesus, and it needs to be done for him to be a good employee, to be a good representative, to, to not be in disputes, to really actually have a love for others just as Jesus does. And, and I'd put that in our hearts, a real love, real charity for others. Help us to, to put up with one another when sometimes we have conflicts. We trust you, Lord, and we thank you that it's your Holy Spirit and your word that are inside of us that help us to do these things. And thank you that your good things and the, the good character that you build inside of us overpowers and overcomes those old things so long as we keep putting your word in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.